Randy Bachman's Vinyl Tap, presented this week by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. I'm Randy Bachman, and this is the Vinyl Tap Podcast. Put on your seatbelts, we are taking a ride in the rock and roll time machine, celebrating music from today and yesterday and gluing it together with stories and memories from my memory bank. Now we are talking about something I never really liked in a band and then grew to like it. Being a guitar player and starting out with guitar and rock and roll, basically it was Elvis playing a rhythm guitar, Scotty Moore playing electric guitar, Gene Vincent, the same thing, Eddie Cochran, the same thing, and then in comes Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Fats Domino and brings in the keyboard, and it makes a big difference. Here's a band from 1978, they're called Sweet. The song is called Love is Like Oxygen. And this band are really cool. They're kind of glam rock. And when you hear them sing, you will see that they were a very big influence on Brian May, Freddie, Mercury, and all the guys in Queen. Here's our first song kicking off keyboards in rock and roll. Sweet. Love is like oxygen. Now, we all know this band. They are called Deep Purple. They're named after the song called Deep Purple, which is a big hit in its own. And it's really a cool name. Here's a song written by Joe South, who I met many, many, many years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. He wrote, Walk a Mile in My Shoes, the games people play down in the boondocks. And he wrote this song called Hush. Here's Deep Purple. The song reached number 52. It features John Lord on the organ, and he's an integral part besides, at that time, Richie Blackmore on guitar of Deep Purple. So here's Deep Purple, 1967, one of the early records, called Hush. Now, way, way back in the earlier 60s, when I joined a band called Chad Allen and the Reflections, later called Chad Allen and the Expressions, and then called the Guess Who, we had a great keyboard player. His name was Bob Ashley. We went in late one night and cut this song in mono with one microphone and one tape recorder. It was a top 20 hit in the USA and a number one hit in Canada. Here is Shaken All Over, the first guitar riff I played that made it onto the charts. And I still play it every night when I do a concert. I'll be doing it this summer when I'm playing with Burton Cummings and Bob Ashley's on the piano. It really made this song different from the original, which was done by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates, which had no piano. We put in our piano very much like Little Richard, Jerry Lewis. And here's our first hit from the mid-60s, 64, 65. The Guess Who was shaken all over. And I just saw these guys get inducted finally into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I will probably never, ever be in, even though I've been in two bands that deserve to be in there. They just never call us, and we've given up. This is the Zombies. Their keyboard player and the writer of most of their songs was Rod Argent. They are still on tour today. If you have a chance to go and see them, they have an amazing bunch of songs that you still love. Piano evolved from being like what you just heard in Shake All Over, a normal piano that everybody is used to, to an electric piano because it's too hard to carry a giant piano everywhere when you're doing gigs, so they made an electric one. A Honer electric pianos was very important because it was portable. It had a great sound. Fender Rhodes also made one. Fender made an electric piano, and so did Wurlitzer. They all have their own distinct sound. Here's Rod Argent playing a Honer electric piano with the Zombies, 1964, the great Colin Blundstone singing it, and it's called Tell Her No. 
Our show this week is about keyboards in rock and roll. Here's one of the main keyboard guys in rock and roll. His name is Mr. Burton Cummings. I've known him since he was about 15 years of age. I'm touring with him this summer. Come and see Backman Cummings wherever you are in Eastern Canada. And we're also playing the last rockin' Saturday of the summer at the PE in Vancouver on September the 3rd. Come and see us there. We do like 30 hit songs from the Guess Who and BTO and Burton's solo and my solo stuff all put together. Here's Burton, 1971, playing a real piano, written by Burton, the Guess Who, Albert Flasher. A few songs ago, we mentioned Rod Argent from the Zombies and Pete Townsend, one of the great rock and roll songwriters in a power trio, him on guitar, John Entwistle on bass, Keith Moon on drums. That was it. Maybe Roger Dalton played harmonica once in a while, but they were a power trio. Then Pete Townsend started to put keyboards into his songs, and he also did some very classically piano-influenced songs. Here's a song called Who Are You, which you hear all the time on CSI, one of the CSI shows, because the guy there loves the Who. I think there's a Who song on every CSI. But Rod Argent is playing the piano in the middle of this, and it's very cool. You hear the powerful Who, and then it breaks down, you hear this incredible classical piano thing in the middle, a real piano. So here's the Who with Who Are You, written by Pete Townsend. Song made it to number seven on the charts from the album Who Are You, and it's Rod Argent on keyboards, 1978, The Who. I'm getting redundant here with Who Are You? You discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. There's some big news on the Canadian and world record scene. This is a real celebration. I remember this time in my life when the Rolling Stones played at the L. Macombo in Toronto. Right downtown Toronto. A little cool rock and roll club. This was a show... For April Wine, it was organized where you had prize tickets to see April Wine, and their opening band was called the Cockroaches. Well, guess who the Cockroaches were? They were the Rolling Stones. They came and did the show. It was recorded live, and it's not going to be presented by Universal Music Canada. And for all of us who are hungry to hear more than one song on the radio, which is all you hear at a time, it's really great to get a package like this of the Rolling Stones and hear a whole performance live. This features Muddy Waters' Managed Boy, both of these cracking up and let's spend the night together and tumbling dice. It also features Worried About You, Not Heard in the Studio, until they did it later on Tattoo You. So here's the Stones. It's only rock and roll, the feature track from You Discover Music. Rediscover the artists and the music that inspired generations, like the Rolling Stones. What Stones fans have been waiting for live at the Elma Combo. Exclusive colored vinyl edition available now. Only at youdiscovermusic.ca You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Now, way we back in the Guess Who, when we had these eyes, there's a string chart written for that, which is music for the strings. And Ben McPeak was the writer, and he wrote the violin parts. And he came in the studio and conducted it just like a little mini symphony. But in those days, there was no Xerox machines, and so you had a guy called a copyist. So when you wrote out a song, you gave the master sheet to a copyist, who then wrote out the musical notes for the first violin, the second violin, the cello player, the flugelhorn player, whatever. So the copyist for Ben McPeak was a guy named Paul Hoffert. Shortly after that, 
big splash with the Guess Who, Paul Hoffert joined up with a guy who was a drummer from a band called The Poppers. His name was Skip Prokop. He was the drummer, and he also was a singer, and he wrote this song. They started a horn band, a lot like Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but based in Toronto, and they were called Lighthouse. The original band was Skip Prokop, Paul Hoffert, on the keyboards, Ralph Cole, Grant Fullerton, Ian Gunther, Don DeNovo, Don Witten, and Leslie Schneider. They won many Juno Awards for Outstanding Performance of the Year, Groups of the Year, and Album of the Year. Here's Lighthouse with Paul Hoffert on the keyboards, 1972, written and sung by Skip Prokop, Sunny Days. I mentioned earlier rock and roll being guitar-based, but these guys, you couldn't deny them. They all came from down south, Atlanta, New Orleans, stuff like that. They were Fats Domino, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, and they brought in the keyboards into rock and roll. Little Richard was known as the Black Elvis. He wrote a lot of the songs. He wrote Tutti Frutti, Ready Teddy, Rip It Up, had them out first. He was a big influence on everybody. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, myself, everybody else. I was lucky enough to get Little Richard to play on a BTO record called Take It Like a Man many, many years later in the mid-70s. I needed a piano on a track. I got a hold of Little Richard. He came in. He played on this track. So here's Little Richard with Bachman Turner Overdrive, Fred Turner on vocals, a song that Fred Turner wrote called Take It Like a Man. And in the outro, I yell, Take It, Richard, and he goes crazy. We're going to continue on this show with keyboards and rock and roll. Here's one of my favorite bands in the last couple of years from Hamilton. They are called Arkells. I've done a couple of shows with them. They're really great guys on stage. I've just walked on stage and played a Neil Young tribute with them. Uh, They are Max Kerman, lead vocal, Mike DeAngelis, Nick Dika, Tim Oxford, Anthony Caron. They won multiple uh, Juno Awards and deserve every single one for best band, best album, best song. And they've got a great keyboard player, which I really love. One thing I know from the album called Blink Once, Arkells. Now I'm going to a guy I met in 1967 in London, England. His name was Reginald Dwight, who later changed his name to Elton Hercules John. Cool. Then he met Bernie Taupin, who I also met in Dick James's music that brought in literally a box of lyrics. All this guy wrote with lyrics. He just had these words flowing out of him. Dick James said to me, you're a guitar player, you've got a bunch of chords, do you want to write songs with this guy? And I looked at these lyrics, I couldn't write anything to them. They were too intense, they were too melodic, there were too many stories, but magic happened when Reggie Dwight got that box of lyrics. He wrote a whole album of songs, they've been writing together now for five decades. They never sit down and write a song together. My son Tal has uh, done some work with Elton John's producer Gus Dudgeon, And he said, literally, they get set up for a session. The whole band is there playing. They jam out a song. They get the sound on everything. They wait until FedEx delivers a box of lyrics. Elton John takes out the lyrics from from Bernie Taupin, puts them on the piano, somehow plays chords and melody to it. The band listens to it once, and they record it. Amazing. They recorded this song called Benny and the Jets, Benny and the Jets. And there was no magic in the song, nothing was happening. And they kind of threw the song out, they took a break. When they were gone, the producer, Gus Dudgeon, put in a live crowd. And when they came back, he played it for them and they, it was a monster hit. Here's Reginald Dwight, Elton Hercules John, on the piano, a real piano, doing a 1974 hit called Benny and the Jets. 
this week our show is on keyboards and rock and roll here's one of the greatest bands out of England formed in the mid 60s by the Winwood brothers Steve Winwood and Muff Winwood Spencer Davis and Pete York on drums it was called the Spencer Davis group he was the leader of the band but the real leader was Steve Winwood who wrote the songs played Hammond organ played piano sang the lead with his husky voice kind of like Ray Charles and Muff Winwood was his brother the bass player who after the uh, Spencer Davis group uh, went and worked at CBS London as an A&R guy and a producer and he discovered uh, Dire Straits and Mark Knopfler and he produced the first album for Dire Straits 1966 the incredible Steve Winwood on vocals piano and organ Spencer Davis group give me some lovin now we're going to bop up to Toronto to a band I saw play many times at Lecoq Door there on Young Street. They were backing Ronnie Hawkins, who we just recently lost. He passed away, so keep on rocking up there in uh, the big stage in the sky, Mr. Ronnie Hawkins, and his band is going on. They are called The Band. They ended up backing Bob Dylan. They had no name. They just called them The Band. This was written by Robbie Robertson. It's from the album Music from Big Pink. And when they moved to New York around Woodstock, they rented a pink house. And so they just called it Big Pink. And the album was called Music from Big Pink. They set up in the basement all their junk, all their gear, with one tape recorder and recorded this incredible album that made history. Their keyboard player was Garth Hudson. He played a Baldwin organ, not a Hammond organ. Like everybody else, he had his own sound with the Baldwin organ. He had played a great solo in this. So the band was Rick Danko, Garth Hudson, Richard Manuel, Robbie Robertson, Levon Helm on drums and a lot of vocals. They received Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards, many, many other awards. Here they are with Garth Hudson on the Baldwin organ. 1968, got a great intro on the organ and then a great solo. The band with chest fever. We're celebrating keyboards and rock and roll and how they evolved over time. First a normal stand-up piano, then different electric pianos, and then a thing called a synthesizer. When I was in New York in 1968, with the guests who were recording our album, the These Eyes album, at Phil Ramone's studio, we got called into a back room and introduced to a guy named Bob Moog. We said, what? His name is Moog. What? M-O-O-G, Moog. Oh, you mean Moog? No, Moog. He's invented a thing called a synthesizer. We looked at this thing. It was like a wall of control knobs and wires and patch bays and everything. And he said, listen to this. This will make the sound of a drum cymbal. And out came this, and this will make the sound of a snare. And we said, well, why do we need this? We have a real snare and a real cymbal. And so we didn't use the Moog synthesizer. He went to every studio trying to get people to use it. And when he got lucky, he got lucky. Here's Emerson, Lake and Palmer with, oh, what a lucky man he was in 1970. And you know, Emerson, Lake and Palmer was Keith Emerson, Greg Lake, and Carl Palmer, the drummer. They were formed in 1970. This song is written by Greg Lake and in the end features a Moog synthesizer. So you get an idea of that now coming into rock and roll. Here's ELP, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Oh, what a lucky man he was. You're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast. All the songs I'm playing are available on Spotify. To find them, go to randybackman.com slash vinyltap and hit the link at the bottom of the page. You'll find the songs there. We are rocking in the free world here, coast to coast in Canada, and thank you for listening to the show. We're celebrating keyboards and rock and roll, 
and how they evolved over time. First a normal stand-up piano, then different electric pianos, and then a thing called a synthesizer. Now we're going to get into an anthem by Leonard Skinner, which was the name they got from their high school teacher. His name was Leonard Skinner, and that's what they called themselves. This song has turned into being an anthem. I've done many, many, many gigs way in the 70s and in the 80s with Leonard Skinner, who doing their World Farewell Tour. I opened six or seven dates for them a couple of years ago before the shutdown right across Canada. It was really great to see these guys. It is a time travel machine into the 70s. When you see Leonard Skinner, they're wearing the same bell-bottom clothes, platform shoes and hats and jewelry they all wore in the 70s. Written by Alan Collins and Ronnie Van Zant. Here is Leonard Skinner with their anthem, featuring a lot of guitar, but some really cool keyboards. It's called Freebird. We go to Vancouver, Canada. Mushroom Studios, Anna Nancy Wilson wrote this song. The band was called Heart. It's called Magic Man 1975, and it's got a great synthesizer in it. They were formed in Seattle, but they were draft dodgers, and they left Seattle and they came and were basically a Vancouver band for many, many years. Here we go, 1975 Heart with Magic Man. And now going back to a real piano, the guy who plays the real piano, a good friend of mine, Canada's one of Canada's greatest voices and keyboard players from his 1977 album, Mr. Burton Cummings, written by Burton Cummings, from the album called My Own Way to Rock, and this song is called My Own Way to Rock. Here's Burton Cummings on a rock and roll piano. Now a band I did many gigs with, they had a this single which cannot be denied. It sold about 11 or 12 million copies. The band is called Procol Harem. The song is written by Gary Brooker, Keith Reed, and Matthew Fisher. This single is still around to this day, kind of like Born to be Wild. It appears every once in a while in a movie or a commercial. It's got shades of Bach and Beethoven and old classical music in there. Here's Procol Harum with Whiter Shade of Pale, 1967. We are continuing the ride in the rock and roll time machine with keyboards and rock and roll. We played a song by them earlier. They are called Deep Purple, led by John Lord on the organ. And he's playing the organ on this. It's really cool. This has been voted the world's best and most liked guitar riff of all time. It's guitar and organ playing. It's called Smoke on the Water, 1973. Uh, the original solo in this was played by the incredible Richie Blackmore, who then left, and he was replaced by the great guy from the Dixie Dregs, whose name is Stephen Morse, Steve Morse, who flies his own airplane everywhere he goes, which is cool. Written by Richie Blackmore, Ian Gillen, Roger Glover, John Lord, and Ian Pace. Here is a great keyboard song and really great guitar song as well. The two go hand in hand here. 1973, Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water. Earlier on, we mentioned the early keyboard players in rock and roll from New Orleans was Dr. John, Fats Domino. From Atlanta was Little Richard. From Memphis was Jerry Lee Lewis. And, of course, in The Beatles... Paul McCartney played piano, John Lennon played the piano, George Martin played the piano. When they were playing other stuff, they got Billy Preston to come in and play keyboards and piano. So the Beatles were a very keyboardy band. Paul McCartney wrote this song for his hero and recorded it for his hero, Fats Domino. It's called Lady Madonna. He did such a great job at emulating Fats Domino that even Fats Domino came later and did a cover version of this song, which is amazing. So here's Paul McCartney on the piano, 1968, written by Lennon McCartney, a tribute to Fats Domino. It is called Lady Madonna. Paul McCartney, the Beatles, wrapping up our keyboard show on Randy's Vinyl Tap. 
Todd Elvich is the producer. I'm Randy Bachman, the host, and I'm the guy talking. Tal Bachman, my son, helps me with all the research and getting all the dates correct and helping me not to put my foot in my mouth. Thank you for being here. We'll be back in six days, 22 hours. Keep the rock rolling. Think you do something green. Come on back to Randy's Vinyl Tap. Next week, the ride continues with more keyboards. Brought to you by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Music.